For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast. I'm back here once again. The Raptors get their first W of the season against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Drop a bomb for the Toronto Raptors, please. It was a close one. I think we all knew it was going to be a close one. The Cavs do have a good team, especially with that addition of Donovan Mitchell. Darius Garland goes down early, and the Raps eventually seal the deal with an Achua dunk with about 0.7 seconds left in the fourth quarter. At Mike Roach 7 on IG, Mike underscore Roach underscore on Twitter. You know I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, comment, rate everything the Mike Roach podcast. Hope everybody is having a great Start to the season, watching these games on TV, streaming them on your phone, watching highlights on YouTube, getting the juice, the gossip of everything going on around the league. It's been an interesting start to the season with how some of these games have turned out, to say the least. But I'm going to focus on the Toronto Raptors here in this one once again. They start the game with the five starters that we know from last season. Fred Pascal OG. Gary Trent Jr., and Scotty Barnes. Overall, you don't care. You just want to get a W. You just want to win, period. So it was a good overall team effort. Defensively, there was some breakdowns, but they did enough to get the job done. It is only game one, and Cleveland is a different team. It's a different look, like I mentioned, with Donovan Mitchell now in that lineup. He is a problem. He is a problem. He's going to run all over the Eastern Conference because that guy is just flat-out tough to stop. He just is. I mean, he's just so smooth, can shoot it from the outside. He's got the ball handling skills, can finish and finish hard if need be in the paint. Has that Euro step down, can make free throws, can pull up for that mid-range. The dude is just savvy. He can play. Like, Donovan Mitchell is nice, nice, nice. He's a problem. But shout out to the Raptors as well because all five of their starters were in double figures in this one. On the offensive end, OG played 38 minutes. He had 18 points. Scotty Barnes played 32 minutes. He had 15. Pascal had 23 and 11 in 34 minutes. 37-59, so pretty much 38 minutes for Gary Trent Jr. He had 19 points and 5 rebounds. And Fred had 15 in 39 minutes. 2 rebounds, 
five assists, four steals. Circle that one for Fred Van Vliet. Four steals, okay? And they all shot above 40%. OG Ananobi shot 41%. Scotty Barnes shot 50%. He went 7 of 14 from the field. Pascal Siakam, he shot 45% from the field. Gary Trent Jr. shot 41% from the field. And Fred shot 44.4% from the field. So that's good to see, okay? Now, OG Ananobi, a lot of people have been talking about him, and I've been talking about him for the last few weeks on how much more he can do. To me, I think this is around where he's slotted at. 18-7, five assists, which is a number you want to circle for OG Ananobi. Three steals, a block. So he was straight up stuffing the stat sheet. Scotty Barnes gave you seven assists. He's such a big part of what the Raptors do offensively now, not just from a scoring standpoint. He made a three as well. He went one for one from downtown. But just his ability to find guys in transition or in the half court with his passing ability, he's very unselfish. And that's what another part of the of the of the game of Scotty Barnes that we love, right? He he came in like that. He was like that from in college. He's a very unselfish player, and we love that about him. He keeps the ball flowing, moving, and he finds the guys for open looks. Now, Pascal I was happy with, with the 23 points. Shot 9-20 from the field, which isn't bad, almost 50% from the field. He had 11 rebounds, but that assist, one assist, that's where I'd like to see a little bit of an increase as the season goes on for Pascal Siakam, right? You want to be a guy that's fun to play with. You want to make sure that you can find guys for open looks, find guys cutting to the baskets, find guys for lobs, three steals, which I like, but at times, you know, one thing that's big with me when it comes to Pascal Siakam, he did foul out of this game, but you want to make sure that you're disciplined on defense. You have to be disciplined on defense. Still getting a bunch of cheap fouls, reaching in, maybe not biting on those pump fakes as much, but you got to move your feet. You got to stay disciplined. You don't got to reach in and try to get these cheap-ass fouls. That annoys me to no end. But overall, I did like that he was aggressive. I like that he was looking for his shot. Put Mobley on skates, going to the basket for one possession where he ended up getting fouled. I do like what I'm seeing from Pascal Siakam after game one. Now, Gary Trent Jr. made some big shots. Four of eight from downtown. Your best three-point shooter in this game. Like I mentioned, 19 points, five rebounds. If he can do a bit of playmaking, that would be nice. If he can create for some others, you got to be able to put the ball on the floor to do that too. Had a steal, 5 of 12 from the field. Fred Van Vliet, 39 minutes, 15 points, 2 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, 4 of 9 from the field, 3 of 6 from downtown. Now, what I'm wondering here, what I'm wondering here is when it comes to Fred, now Fred can be labeled as a hybrid type of point guard. Hybrid guard. He's able to switch it up when he needs to. Can find guys for open shots or put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, can shoot it from long range, can score if he needs to. But what I'm wondering is, with a Gary Trent, with an OG, depending on what your expectation is of them, along with a Pascal Siakam, and an up-and-coming Scotty Barnes, 
That's a lot of people to put the ball in the basket. So now does Fred stay as a hybrid guard or does he somewhat have to transition into a more traditional type guard? I think we're going to have to look at that and we're going to have to pay attention to that. It's going to matter because if that's the case, things are going to have to change offensively. The schematics overall as a team dynamic. We're going to have to watch that. Now, what I liked about Scotty Barnes, as I mentioned, is that he could do a little bit of everything. And there are people that are asking, is he going to hit that sophomore wall? And I've been telling people that I just don't see that to be the case. I don't see that happening with him because of the different ways that he impacts the game. Now, if he was just a one-trick pony in terms of putting the ball in the basket, then possibly, because you do go cold, especially when it comes to scoring the ball. But when you can affect the game as a rebounder, as a playmaker, as a lockdown defender, as a guy who could push the ball up the court and somewhat can control the tempo, that matters. That matters. It changes the look of the way they play on offense and defensively. So that's why I don't think he's going to hit a sophomore wall because there's multiple ways that he contributes to winning. So I just don't see that happening. And that's a really good thing when you're looking at Scotty Barnes. I want to talk about Coloco a little bit here and Banton. Now, from an offensive standpoint, they didn't do much. Coloco had 15 and 15 minutes, 22 seconds. Delano Banton played nine minutes and 12 seconds in this game. Coloco had 3.6 rebounds. Delano Banton had two points, a rebound, and a steal. But from a defensive standpoint, they look pretty solid, both of them. And I'm I'm still telling you, I'm still telling you, do not be surprised if you see Christian Coloco playing a lot of minutes early on. Because he moves well. He's he can run like a deer. Okay? He can play defense as well. Did he have a block in this one? He did have a block in this game. Can alter shots. He ain't afraid to challenge shots at the rim. Can run like a deer. All he has to do is get a is get a is get comfortable. All he has to do is get comfortable. And the same thing with Delano Banton, and you're gonna see that from Delano Banton as well. Watch out for these two guys coming off the bench. Delano Banton, Christian Coloco. Precious Achua played 18 minutes, 56 seconds in this one, 10 points. Five rebounds, four of 11 from the field, one of four from downtown. I'm still curious about Precious Achua. I'm wondering what his game is evolving into. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Is he a post-up guy? Is he a perimeter guy? Is he some kind of combination of, of both of them? The jury is still out on that. I do like him as a talent, super athletic has the ability to be a very good player on both ends of the floor, by the way. But the jury is still out on Precious Achua. He is such an intriguing player to watch because of his ability. Good stuff from him. Thaddeus Young played 11 minutes in this one. He had three points, one of three from the field. Hernan Gomez had just seven minutes in this one. But a bunch of guys were out in the lineup, man. Chris Boucher was out of the lineup in this one. Uh, Malachi Flynn was out of the lineup. Otto Porter was out of the lineup. Kem Birch was damn near half your bench right there. 
So I can't wait to see those guys back in the lineup because all the guys I just mentioned, they actually play. Like Chris Boucher is your first guy typically off the bench, or if not your first, your second guy off the bench. Malachi Flynn is going to get some burn. We know Otto Porter is going to get some run. I think as of right now, because we got to see a little bit of Chris Boucher in the preseason and Malachi, and we kind of know especially what Chris Boucher is going to bring to the field, we're interested in seeing what Malachi is going to do because I mentioned he's going to be playing like he has a chip on his shoulder because he doesn't have just something to prove to the people who are watching him, whether it be the coaching staff, his teammates. He has something he wants to prove to himself. I told you guys that for the last couple of weeks now. But Otto Porter is the person that we want to see in the lineup. We want to see how he's going to affect the lineup. We want to see what he's going to be bringing to the table here. Yeah, we know what he can do. We've seen him in the league for a minute. But Otto Porter is the guy that we want to see. We want to see what he's going to do on both ends. We want to see how he's going to gel. We want to see how he's going to shoot the ball. We want to see if he can lock some guys up defensively. That's what we want to see. And we are waiting for that. And I did mention earlier that all five guys were in double figures for the Toronto Raptors. Drop a bomb for the five Toronto Raptors starters, please. The Raptors pull out the W against the Cleveland Cavaliers in game number one. That is a good win to get because Friday night, they're up against the Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets got their behinds kicked against the New Orleans Pelicans. They ain't going to be happy about that coming into game two. I'll tell you that much right now. So the Raptors are going to be, they're going to have to be on their P's and Q's from early going up against Brooklyn. Do not get punched in the mouth early against Brooklyn. Do not. We all know what Kevin Durant is going to do. Kyrie did not have a good game in game one. He is going to be coming out looking to torch people. I don't know what Ben Simmons did. I think he fouled out and had four points. I ain't looking up the stats either. I didn't get to see the game. I was in Scotiabank Arena watching the Cleveland game. Okay? And working, by the way. And working. But look out for the Brooklyn Nets to be pretty pissed off when they play the Raptors. At Mike Roach 7 on IG, Mike underscore Roach underscore on Twitter. Folks, you can reach out to me. Make sure you get in the comments, in the clips, when I post these videos. I'm going to have to start doing a whole bunch of lives again soon. I did one with my boy Gary about a week and a half, two weeks ago. I'm going to be turning that up. And if you want to get on the show, hit me up in the comments. Hit me up in the DMs. And I'll get you on. I don't care. You want to talk hoops? We can talk hoops. Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'll be back again soon with another episode after the Brooklyn game and a lot more NBA basketball talk to come. This is the Mike Roach Podcast, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at oxp.media or at microach 7 where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week.
leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.